we're glad you are part of our community. I'm Bill Galtier, and I'm with my wife and partner, Christy. We're doctors in psychology and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We hope you were encouraged by our just-finished series of podcasts on our new book, Healing Prayer for Emotional and Physical Wholeness. You can order this book on our website. Today is part of a series of Soul Talks on Relationally Healthy Leadership. We'll be drawing on material from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. As part of our Institute, you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. Prepare to be inspired in your role for serving God. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, verse 1, that it's a good thing to aspire to leadership, as long as we remain submitted to God and in sync with the love of Jesus. friends. We're so grateful you're joining us and hanging in here with us in this series on leadership and really looking at some of the teaching that we bring through our Relationally Healthy Leadership Week in our Soul Shepherding Institute. And we are one of the things that we do in that is we ask the pastors that are with us, the leaders that are with us, for their feedback because it helps us to better serve them and the Lord in this work. So we want to share with you some feedback we received from Wes Johnson. He has his doctorate, and one of the things we respect about him is he is a lifelong learner. Even though he's a lead pastor and he's been doing this for decades, ministering to people. So he says, I'm so thankful for the depth and scope of refreshment that I receive, being strengthened with new understanding for emotional awareness and my ability to experience empathy with others and those that I serve to give empathy to. I'm getting essential life strategies I'm finding that I, as a result of this time, am more present to myself, to Jesus, and others. And I'm getting a fresh vision for my ministry. It's helping me to draw strong people out in ways that are forming new bonds. And so we just appreciate Wes's articulation and how he continues to grow personally as well as as a pastor and a minister and a soul shepherd and in his life. Today we're talking about burnout is optional. It didn't feel optional to me when I was burned out. It just happened. I was overloaded and I was working too hard as a pastor and as a counselor. And more than working too hard, I was relying on my own self too much. And so I really plummeted into a season of uh, a lot of reflection and uh, rest, which proved to be not a plummet, but a rising Sometimes we we descend to rise, and the Lord really taught me about the easy yoke of Jesus, and it was a time of deep ministry in my life, and being mentored by Dallas Willard and and others, and the Lord very much refurbished and renewed my soul, and now 20 years later, I feel like I'm still living in that wave of grace, and so thankful for the the power uh, and peace of the Spirit of Jesus in my life, and One of the great things that came from that uh, experience of burnout and renewal in my life is the book I wrote, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, which tells the story of my burnout and renewal and all the things that the Lord taught me about stress and anxiety and not internalizing all the difficult things that we go through in life and in leadership and not relying on myself, but relying on the Spirit of Jesus with me, getting in the yoke 
which as we talk about in soul shepherding, is a secure attachment relationship. It's a a grace-based, empathy-filled relationship of love with Jesus and the Father and with Christ's ambassadors in our life who are helping us to flourish in the Lord. And that is the the best way to uh, prevent burnout or if you're already in burnout, to recover and repair and get renewed. I'm so thankful for the way that you leaned into God's grace in that and what he's done through that. And we are teaching a little bit of your learnings from that. Here, you're going to be listening to a nine and a half minute teaching clip from Wednesday of our fourth week of the Institute on Relationally Healthy Spirituality. And our topic is on preventing burnout. And one of the things I love, Bill, about this day on every retreat, this the Wednesday session, Wednesday morning session, is the countenance change we see on everybody yeah. that's at the Institute. We've had people who have hosted us or who they're serving the meals just comment on that. that they, they just are floored. They can't believe the countenance change that we see on each person there present with us. Because ministry is hard and life tears us down and... We get exhausted and we don't even realize it sometimes until an opportunity like this. And so now on Wednesdays, everybody has had spacious time alone with the Lord. They've felt loved in this community of soul shepherds together for the week. And it's palpable, the sense of love and joy and peace in the room here of this community. So we've come to call Wednesdays our happy day. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle of the week uh, in the Institute, and everybody is unplugged from all their, their work and responsibilities at church and home and, and um, if their job, if they have a job outside the church. And they are unplugged from their email and their social media, and uh, they're, they're getting enough sleep, they're getting healthy food, they're probably taking a nap, uh, they're getting lots of soul space, and then they're in a circle of like-minded women and men who are devoted to Jesus with, with all their hearts and who uh, are part of an uh, emotionally uh, authentic and, and vulnerable and real community. Uh, a lot of what we do is spiritual direction conversations in groups and individually, and so there is lots of soul nourishment to go along with the, the teaching and the guided experiences. And so just seeing the way the Spirit just... Uh, uh, softens and brightens and energizes us all during the week is quite an encouragement. So we're thrilled to bring you in now to this realm to learn from Jesus. And there's some things for us to pay attention to as we look at this area of burnout. Seven reasons that um, Bill had just kind of jotted down for burnout. One would be our stress is getting higher and higher and our sense of comfort and enjoyment and grace is missing. We just we're not feeling that in our lives. That sets us up. We're we're not having boundaries, and our expectations of ourselves and others are too high. And then we are experiencing a lot of hurt in our lives in ministry, a lot of conflict, but we don't really have a Christ ambassador like we talked about, a safe place, somebody that's ministering to us and empathizing with us and and bringing God's healing to us from even the vicarious trauma. Often we will escape to try to take care of ourselves with things that we think will nurture us or bring us rest, Uh, maybe TV or food, false comforts, even worse, maybe drugs, self-medicating. 
instead of finding our great joy, our great drama in the kingdom of God and in our life with him and his story and our story. We get controlled by the urgent, and the urgent overtakes the important. Things like Sabbath rest get overtaken by the urgent needs of other people. We become self-reliant, and we don't ask for help. We become prideful and depending upon ourselves, and we forget to depend upon the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we lose our intimacy with the Father. We become empty of love, and we can become quite selfish. And we're losing that Christ-like character of love that we talked in our opening session on Monday. And then our emotions become reactive or detached and repressed. And we neglect becoming self-aware and responsive to God and neglect being open and honest before God, self, and others. The realities of ministry, the realities and pressures and responsibilities that the Apostle Paul talks about in uh, planning all the churches and managing all the churches and all the people and all the problems and being criticized, it, it pulls us out of that easy yoke. And I think to be human is to, is to get pulled out. And sometimes we're going to overdo whatever that looks like for us. For some of us, it's workaholism. For some of us, it's people-pleasing. For some of us, it's a compulsive behavior or isolating. The important thing is, do we recognize it? Do we confess that? Do we admit that? Do we share that with somebody safe? And then do we recalibrate? Do, do we get back in sync with serving what we're cooking, with, with taking a break, taking a vacation, coming away on retreat? It's, it's so important that, that we are doing that. It's when we don't recalibrate, we don't get back in sync. We, we lose touch with the Sabbath rhythm for, for months or even years on end. And we're that Lone Ranger pastor for a long time. And we're never sharing our emotions. We're never sharing our, our hurts or sins with somebody that we're trusting to empathize with us and pray for us. That's, that's where we burn out. And, and that's where we can end up in a duplicitous life where we got this one professional pastor or professional Christian spokesperson over here, but then we got the real self over here, and there's like this Grand Canyon. Now we're in the place of the Pharisees, the hypocrites, the play actors. We're, we're play acting. And everybody in this room has some special abilities around Christian stuff and ways of talking and acting and doing. It's not that those things are bad, but it can become a false self. It can become a performance that we're trusting in rather than trusting in the spirit in the moment, in the moment of ministry, but in the moment-to-moment daily life of nurturing us and loving us. And a lot of that needs to come through our relationships. It's kind of like we were talking about yesterday with, with stress and how our, our body tells the story. Your loved ones will tell the story. How hard are you working? How hard are you in sync? And, and when you're overdoing it, and you're seeing it affect them. So I take that really seriously when I see that my overworking for a season is, is wearing her out or frustrating her or she's feeling unimportant to me or like, you know, it used to be that we just would have fights about that because I would be not like, you know, intense fights, but conflict. the way two sensitive people can fight, we would have conflict and it would be uh, distressing and, and uncomfortable between us because I would be defensive. And, and sometimes I still am, but most of the time I've learned not to be that way because I don't fall into shame in the same way. So C.S. Lewis, you saw this quote maybe in the notebook, uh, only lazy people are busy. Anybody have a hard time swallowing that one? Yeah. <laughs> Let me unpack it for you. So in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis explains it this way. 
the boy in algebra who doesn't want to learn the formulas and, and memorize the formulas as to how it works and has to keep re-going through it in a, in a long-handed, laborious way is being stupid and is being lazy. He's working harder and he's being very busy doing all of his problem-solving, but if he would do the work of studying the formula in the first place, then he, it would be a lot easier for him to, to do the work without overworking. And so Sabbath rest works the same way. Soul care works the same way. That when we do the work up front to develop those habits, that orientation, getting into the easy yoke, doing that training, then it makes the work easier. C.S. Lewis talks about uh, the real problem of the Christian life comes where people do not usually look for it. Comes the very moment that you wake up each morning. All your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists in simply shoving them all back and listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in and so on all day, standing back from all your natural fussings and frettings coming in in, out of the wind. We can only do it for moments at first, but from those moments, the new sort of life will be spreading through our system because now we are letting God work at the right part of us. It is a difference between paint, which is merely laid on the surface, and a dye or stain which soaks right through. First thing in the morning, shoving the wild animals aside, attending to the Lord's presence and then just living in that easy yoke all day. That's what he's talking to us about. That's what it means to not be lazy, but to, but to work smart. And that's, uh, that's what Sabbath is meant to teach us, and that's uh, great prevention for burnout. At a retreat with Christy that John Eldridge was leading, and he showed Chariots of Fire and the, the clip of Eric Little running in the race that he wasn't even scheduled to run, he hadn't even trained to run that race, but because he had honored the Sabbath, he missed his race that was on the Sabbath. And so one of the runners in a longer race dropped out and let Eric take his spot. So he was running a longer race than he had trained for. And before the race, somebody gave him a note. The Lord says, the one who honors me, I will honor. So he's clutching this note as he runs. And so he's running the race, and he's just got like, Horrible. I'm a runner. I've run nine marathons. I, I love to run. It's how I connect with God in a special way and, and nature. And I've been a runner since I was a teenager. It's part of how God uses this movie to speak to me. So Eric Little is running the race and he's got like horrible form. His arms are flailing. His head is back. His mouth is open. He's clutching this note and he's laughing with the joy of the Lord. And in his mind, you hear him talking to his sister Jenny who has been guilt-tripping him, a very devoted Christian, both of them, and she's been guilt-tripping him, get onto the mission field in China. What are you doing in the Olympics? What are you doing running? It doesn't matter. Serve God. And so he's talking to her in his mind, and she's in the stands watching him, cheering for him. Jenny, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And, of course, how the Lord uses this story is incredible in his life. You know, millions of people have been really impacted by him's running, let alone his mission work. And so, so the question is, you know, when do you feel God's pleasure? That's a how to beat burnout question.
Because when we need some ways in our life that we're feeling God's pleasure, one of them, God would like us to enjoy and find pleasure in our work and in our ministry. And so we have the best chance of doing that if we are finding pleasure in our life, including our our hidden life. In the Soul Shepherding Institute, it's very important to us as one of our core values that we don't just teach and leave you with good ideas because we know that's not enough, but that we really work this teaching into our lives. So after this teaching you've just heard, we have great discussion as a group going deeper with this content and and grappling with it in our own lives. Sometimes we break up in dyads or triads, and then we have spacious time alone with the Lord to have conversation, relational connection and conversation with the Lord, let Him speak into our lives, and uh, connect with others again back in community, receiving individual soul shepherding, and then as a group, we have times of group spiritual direction. But we also give tools, and that's what would have happened right here after this teaching, is we would have gone into a Bible study on how Jesus set boundaries, looking at all the areas in Scripture where Jesus set boundaries on his work, and so he could have a life beyond his work, his job, and his ministry. And then we give them a tool where they can start to concretely and specifically work through where in their life do they have this work that they're doing that's good work where do they where what part of this work is their job what part of their life is their ministry and then where is their life that's bigger than all of the work and the job that they get paid to do in ministry and helping them and sorting that out and making space for being able to enjoy God in each area's important aspects of our life differentiating those things is so important because we we can get shrunken down into our job uh, especially when our job is ministry in the church, and it, it begins to take over our identity, and uh, not just our our time and energy, that's a big part of it, but also our our identity as a person, the, the way we uh, feel about ourselves, and what's meaningful to us, and what gives us esteem. And so when so much is, is riding on our performance and uh, how we're serving God, that that becomes a um, a major deterrent to the life of the soul, and so yeah, we look at what what do you have in your life that's bigger than your job, bigger than your ministry, that's nourishing you, that's blessing you, that's fun for you, that's uh, a, a relationship outside of your work, and then how to how to balance all that, get get the inflows and the outflows in balance. Jesus, we are so thankful that you in your love and joyful life will that for us, for a life that's full of joy, a life that's balanced, that you teach us how to live this life, all of our life, every aspect of our life, including our work, our job, our ministry, and other good things in a way where we can delight in you. We ask that you will continue to give us this vision of this joyful life with you and how to follow you in that in our life and our leadership amen our mission is to train you to thrive with jesus in your life and leadership the best way we can do that is in our soul shepherding institute retreats with the added training to earn a certificate in the ministry of spiritual direction 
We'd love to have you and your friends join us in our institute. We have a new cohort starting soon.